business to new insane revenue levels doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about the right strategy, team, efficiencies, and confidence. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. With over 1 million downloads, it's the go-to business podcast dedicated to business owners who want to evolve out of operating in the day-to-day and make their dreams come true. I'm your host, Annette Walter, and I'm so happy you are here. As a former banker, I have now been an entrepreneur for over 15 years and have started, grown, acquired, and sold over 20 multi-million dollar companies to date. Together, you and I will strengthen your existing business, build your dream team and process, grow your wealth and legacy, all while surrounding you with a community of rockstar entrepreneurs just like yourself. Are you ready to evolve? Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode of the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. I'm so excited to share today's episode with you. I am joined by Susie Tomanchuk. She is a negotiation expert. She's been on the podcast before, but guess what? She has recently written a book and it's amazing. I just finished it and I wanted to bring her back on the show because it's such an important topic. The name of the book is The Art of Everyday Negotiation Without Manipulation. And the way that she has written the book, she shares stories of real situations. She probes questions. She keeps it encouraging. And it's a great resource to have in your library. And I simply love it. So enjoy today's episode and make sure you spend some time to leave a review, hit subscribe, and pass this on to someone who needs to hear it after you're done with it. I really, really am just so happy that you're here, and I'm really excited to share this episode with you today. So keep evolving, entrepreneur. If you haven't had time to schedule some time with me, make sure you do so. You can schedule a breakthrough session in the notes below, and I will talk to you soon. Keep evolving. I'm so proud of you. Welcome back, Susie. How are you? Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Annette. So great to see you. I love this journey, pre-book, post-book. Today, we are joined by Susie Tomanchuk. She is a negotiation expert and an amazing author, an amazing, amazing author. I love the book. There are so many good quotes in the book. I, I just, I can't wait to talk to you about it more in detail. So welcome back. Thank you so much. I'm happy, happy, happy to be here. So I want to talk to you today about the process of writing a book Mm -hmm. and then a little bit more about negotiation because the topic of negotiation is really so important in every point of our world as women business owners, as humans, as whatever we're going through, parenting, right? Um, Building any type of relationship out there. So first of all, a huge congratulations on the book. How does it feel? It feels good. It feels good when people say things like, oh, now I understand. Now I understand that's all around me and now that I can have the tools. So it's been so rewarding and fun. Well, and um, I honestly, I I know you well, (laughs) Mm-hmm. I feel like I know you well, especially over the past few months, but honestly, you are more of a badass than I even like understood or fully realized because, and I didn't realize that until the book, Susie, 
My goodness, like the, the opening statement from, from the CEO of NBC, right? Yeah. Right? It's yeah. so incredible. It's so incredible. All of these corporate relationships and how your path is just really unfolding is so special. So tell us about the book, first of all. Just about the book in general and the path. Yeah, to just get about there. the book in general, about, yeah. about what it is. And, you know, I love the title and everything. Yep. So just go ahead and tell us a little bit about the book and then we'll, we'll take it from there. All right. That sounds great. So, you know, I was, a, as you said, I was a, a, a professional negotiator for my whole career and just realized that negotiation happens all around us. And once we get more comfortable with it and kind of have a better relationship with it and try it we can provide more opportunities for ourselves. And when the stakes are high and it matters most, you're ready. Um, and so I wanted to put that into words. And I, I started getting a lot of people that I'd coached through different scenarios that they were working through say, oh, can you write this down? And it, it, it just was like that aha moment for me that I could expand that kind of um, uh, opening up people's view of negotiation and kind of seeing what is not obvious around them mm -hmm. so that, that people can just have a new relationship with negotiation. And so that's kind of where it came from. I really wanted just to inspire people to think about it differently because mm -hmm. I saw the effects, you know, my three girls are in their twenties now and anything from, you know, even just advocating for themselves, thinking about the process before they go in it, thinking about the sociological aspects that can get in their way, like they apply those practices. And so I just love to just spread that, that word. And that's kind of where the genesis of the book came from. But in the book, you do it so well, you really paint pictures of real life scenarios and situations where people don't even understand that negotiation was fully at play. And you really kind of um, pin a situation where one person asked for this and one person simply maybe accepted it for what it was, or didn't even think to ask those things. And yeah. then you come to the reader with those questions, like, what could you do right now? How could you do this? Right? So the name of the book is the art of everyday negotiation without manipulation. And I just love how you tell it, tell the story so well. So what's your favorite story in the book? Oh, wow. That's a great, so my, one of the stories I tell at the beginning was a story that I hadn't even told my closest friends. Mm -hmm. And it was a really, really difficult story for me to tell. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was just all about getting basically blackmailed and pushed out of a company. Mm -hmm. And my aha for that was not asking and not advocating for myself. And so I've really, really tried. It's not my favorite story, mm -hmm. but it's funny that I went right to that when you said that, because mm -hmm. I think it's an important story that I used to avoid that I now need to just, how could, how do I turn that around? So every time I help somebody um, just recently helped a woman who was a CFO move out of a company and how can she get the most out of that opportunity and get what she was worth and not, she was very emotional. And so I can really tie those two things together. And I think that's the key for me. There's a lot of stories in there. I love around, um, just funny things too, that have happened to me through my corporate life and where I didn't realize I was opting myself out. Mm -hmm. So I do think it, it's true in those stories, how you can help, but I really want to see and understand. Cause I think the other thing is 
the more you negotiate and think about where you came from, like that really difficult story for me, how can I apply that in a way that doesn't just mean me reenacting this scenario, but how can I revision that for others or for myself in a way that can be positive, positively meaningful. So I guess that would, it's not the best like story, but it's, you know, it's a true story. Right. It's your compelling story. It really, and, and sometimes when we're going through that professional confidence repair, right after we've gone through a major, major, major professional event, especially I felt that way, leaving corporate world and going into entrepreneurship, you, you're almost like, okay, I I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it. Right. And, And you process it in your head. What could I do differently? So I'm so glad that you're talking about it and wrote about it, especially that's probably so therapeutic. Mm-hmm. I love the, the one story in the beginning about the corner office. Yeah. And, you know, automatically we assume that the male figure in the professional co- corporate world gets it and deserves it. And then the female, you know, um, employee maybe didn't speak up or maybe didn't think to ask about it because it was automatically assumed that he would get it. So I'm sure you see that a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what are some, you know, negotiations, so emotional and so mm-hmm. much around confidence. So when you feel like you're in corporate world, you have that moment, what are some good tips that people should say to themselves? Like if it doesn't feel right, or if it doesn't feel fair. Yeah. That whole, um, story for me came, what came out of that was don't be the path of least resistance. Yes. And to me, that is about kind of popping your head up from the, the, the grind of day to day and taking a look at what you should advocate for yourself, mm-hmm. whether you do or not is another, you know, choice that you make, but just being able to see what's going on around you. Maybe you do ask yourself, what are they getting? They're my equal. What are they getting that I'm not getting? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a competitor. Like what, what opportunities are they in and why not me? Mm-hmm. Instead of accepting the fact that that doesn't include me. Mm-hmm. And so I think we all as professionals need to take an annual, you know, we, we go to the dentist mm-hmm. twice a year. I don't love going to the dentist. I know I need to, mm-hmm. but I, we set appointments with ourselves to do things that are really important. We don't generally spend enough time. How, how can I advocate for myself differently? Mm-hmm. And this could be anything from you know, the obvious things that come to people mind, keep people's minds is getting more money or getting uh, a higher title, mm-hmm. but it can also just be, do I want to lead this project? Do I want to have this opportunity to speak in front of, you know, pitch at the next, um, sales, uh, you know, opportunity, mm-hmm. what are those things that will make you a better professional kind of take you out of your comfort zone and, and propel you forward? Mm-hmm. That's really good. I want to talk about the word manipulation. Mm-hmm. Was that an easy word for you to choose? And how do you feel people really kind of receiving that word? Yeah, I think that's the challenge of negotiation is we all have a different relationship. And some people are like, they hear it and it, you know, really gets those sociological parts of them, those pieces, you know, really fogged immediately because mm-hmm. they go right past it, past situations and past things that didn't work out well. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to 
think about how they need to use that in the, in the future. Mm -hmm. And so I think I had to use manipulation because at some level, everybody thinks about someone or some experience mm -hmm. that happened to them where it felt manipulative. Right. And as a salesperson, like I kind of resent that because although there are things that when I explain or I talk to people about, it does feel like a little bit like when you're preparing and you're thinking about what the other person's going to go through and all those things, you can mm -hmm. look at it from that lens, mm -hmm. but on the same, at the same time, you can also say, how do, how are, am I going to move forward to get what I need? And what are the things that are important to the other party too? Mm -hmm. And if I consider those, are there things that are more important to them that maybe aren't that important to me? Right. Or how can I be open to hearing what's important to them so that in that moment I can say, oh my gosh, that's, that's, that's no problem. If you mm -hmm. can give me this, I can give you that. Right. So I think manipulation is like, oh, it, it's kind of hard for me to say, cause I don't like to associate myself with the word manipulation. Right. But it paints the picture, you know, and, yeah. and it does spark, you know, something in, in people. So for sure. So do you feel like saying win, win, win situation is still applicable in today's world and applicable towards negotiation? What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I, I think you always have to consider what the long-term relationship is. Mm -hmm. And there's a few negotiations where you don't really need a long-term relationship with the other party, mm -hmm. but that's, that's the, that's not very often. Most negotiations include somebody that you either care deeply about mm -hmm. or that you want to have a longer term relationship with. So thinking about the win-win may not be, you still want to get what you want or what you deserve. Mm -hmm. You don't want the other person to walk away feeling a like a loser. Mm -hmm. So the win-win to me is what is important to the, are there things that I can give to the other party um, that I can consider um, and even if I get what I need, mm -hmm. how do you make sure you, you move through that in a way that the other person feels, you know, good. And one, one easy example is you, all, you often hear, and I may have mentioned this last time that, um, don't say yes to the first offer. Mm -hmm. And that sounds really selfish. People understand what that means. That means you may leave money on the table, but the other side of that coin is when you say yes, right away. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they gave me all of that. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're signaling to the other party that they could have gotten you for less. Mm -hmm. And so then they feel like, oh, mm -hmm. so you don't want to say yes right away. Cause you want that person to feel like it's a little bit of a fight right? that they walk away feeling good. So to Absolutely. me, that's a win-win, even though Absolutely. you get what you want. Absolutely. And there's so many different ways, especially in this world that you can sprinkle in different types of win. It doesn't have to necessarily be winning over price, but what else can you add on yes. um, and make? Because negotiation really is creative solutions, right? Finding a creative solution. Completely, completely. It's all about the leverage. I almost mm -hmm. called this book leverage because when you oh, look at negotiation, really? Yes. Because at that. the core of it, I've thought about, cause people like negotiation, what can I call it differently? And, but it just like, um, doesn't give it the same understanding. Like mm -hmm. I, you have to start at negotiation and then from there, see what it applies to. Mm -hmm. 
right. everything I, I felt, it just didn't feel right. It wouldn't go to the right audience. And, but, but to me, negotiating is all about leverage because right. how you feel the confidence you have, whether you have high confidence, you have higher power at the table, you feel better, you choose really strong words. Leverage can be timing, can be um, interests of the other party, interests of you. It can be, it can change in the moment. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they're angry or they, they have an emotional response you're not ready for, that can decrease your power and that decreases your leverage. Mm. So there's so many pieces of it that the more you can think about and stretch that pie, like all the pieces and what all those are about and think about it, you can be more agile in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then you can point to different pieces. So mm-hmm. think of the world in pieces of leverage. Mm-hmm. You're so smart. I love it. I love it all. So let's talk about the book process. Okay. We have a lot of uh, people out there in the audience that want to write a book. I get it all the time. And then I want to write a book. What should I do? How do I do it? What do I, what do I do? Right. So talk us about, talk through the process and I guess as best you can try and simplify it, but really tell us about that experience for you. Yeah. I asked somebody when I first started, they were coaching me on writing a book and he said, it will take you at least a year. And I said, um, it's going to take me three months. I'm going to put my, you know, I'm going to do this. It took me over a year. COVID was in there and all of that. So it did, you know, it's like, okay, it, I'm just like everyone else. Um, so you, you do, you have to start, you Mm -hmm. know, you have to start. Uh, I decided that I wanted to write the whole thing myself instead of getting a ghostwriter. So there's a lot of different ways you can write a book, no judgment. But to me, that was really important to me. I wanted to feel the blood, sweat, and tears. And boy, I did. I went going back, maybe I would have had somebody help me make the first pass, but um, I got somebody early that helped me um, kind of outline the, the process. So to, to make a long story short, um, just outlining your ideas, coming up with, these can be things that get you going, um, deciding how many kind of chapters and, and, and writing a title for each one that is kind of social media worthy. Mm -hmm. And so that gets you kind of excited Mm -hmm. and then just kind of understanding what the journey is going to be for the reader. You don't have to stick to it, but start doing that. And then piece into the different chapters as little books or mini things that you're going to do mm-hmm. and start with the ones do a really want the one that you're really excited about that you love and then do one that you know oh this one's going to be harder for me to write okay. i don't have a lot of energy around it and get yourself to do it on a regular basis mm-hmm. um and and sit down and do it to get yourself through did you find a certain time of day was better for you yeah I had to be really honest with when I was feeling that I was being creative mm-hmm. and I was writing well. I don't, I, and you hear so many people say this, I don't, I'm not a good writer. I really needed a good editor to help me really clean things up. And let me tell you that end product was not, it went through a lot of people too, mm-hmm. but um, in the day I, I would start to realize when I, you could, I could get the biggest bang for my buck mm-hmm. and then I'd have focused time and get through it. Okay. And, and I would also say, do that and dedicate it. Cause if you wait a month or a two months between sitting down and doing it, then you have to kind of reread what you've written yes, to kind right. of catch yourself up and get back in the groove. And sometimes I would do that and be like, okay, I don't, I like I don't feel like writing. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> 
So about the editor process, was that a challenging process or did you just, you know, network and, and find some people out there that came to you through trusted resources? I think trusted resources. I had a friend who wrote a couple books, went to her first. She gave me an amazing person. And then I ended up with an, uh, an editor that somebody said to me, oh my gosh, how did you, they, this person doesn't usually work with an author has no idea what they're doing. Um, but, um, that her, her and her team were amazing. So absolutely. Why not go to somebody that you trust who has been there before you and go with somebody that they know. I love it. My copy isn't here in my office. It's actually at home next to my coffee maker. And I read it. I just, now that I've read it all the way through, I read it and like just reference things, especially if I know I have a big meeting that day that I'm working on negotiating something. And it just really helps. You can hear your voice. You can hear your encouragement. And I think that that's so important. And the book itself is just so gorgeous. It it just is so beautiful. So kudos to you. How does it feel pre-author and post-author? How does it feel for you and your business? Yeah, it's, it's been a really great experience and I love it was scary at first. Mm -hmm. Like I like to be one-on-one. I love that. I love to be in rooms of people because you can get their reaction, but there's something about like knowing there are hundreds, you know, almost thousands of books out there that people are reading. And I'm not, I don't know there. I'd love to talk to every single one of them. So it feels Mm -hmm. really vulnerable Mm -hmm. and not understanding that, but I'm really excited about we're new into this. I'm really excited for people who don't know me to be Mm -hmm. able to share something like you just did, because the truth about negotiation is it feels so vulnerable, the process, Mm -hmm. and you need a coach. I really do think you need somebody on the outside. doesn't be a negotiation coach. You need somebody that doesn't have an interest in the process Mm -hmm. to just be your sounding board and to keep Mm -hmm. you honest to what you want, what range you want, or what are the interests that are important to you so that you don't hijack yourself Mm -hmm. when you get emotional. And so I'm, I'm thrilled to hear you say it, that was my hope to make it a, a reference book that people could go back to mm-hmm. so that maybe if they don't have somebody, they could have something that will keep them kind of focused um, to get what they need or want. Absolutely. And that's such valuable insight, Susie, that they need that objective opinion because when you're emotionally triggered and in the moment, it is so hard to yeah. see what you really want or what you should really get or, or, you know, or, or deserve. Yeah. I love that. I love that point. Yeah. Okay. So I know last time on the, on the, on the episode, you shared with us some of your words of wisdom, but do you have any recent words of wisdoms or encouragement to yourself that are keeping you going right now as it's 2022? That's so great. Um, I just was writing today on my, um, newsletter about, a situation that happened to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so I continue to see negotiation because somebody said to me, I'm writing, I'm reading your book. Cause I don't really believe we have it in every situation. So it's been challenging to me to say, am I truly seeing this in every situation? So yesterday on Saturday, I, I bought a sweater from Nordstrom with okay. my daughter. I didn't get a bag and I get home and it's on the hanger that was hanging in my car, get home, realize it had this sensor in it. Oh, on so it. Cool. And you're just like, Oh gosh, darn it. I'm glad you know, I know now before the party, I was going to wear it too. 
but I go back in the store thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm going to prepare. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find the security guard. Cause he's going to see me walk in with this tagged, unbagged, no right. receipts. My daughter had the receipt that, um, sweater. And so I'm going to prepare. So that's what I'm going to do. Well, I walk in, there's no guard. There always is there no guard right. and everybody at the front. It was busy helping other people. So I'm like, well, now I have to find somebody on the floor, you know, because all the people in line were looking at me like, don't interrupt that person checking us out because right. we were here first and I didn't right. want to wait in a long line. So I'm like, okay, right. I I'm aware of the situation. I still got to find somebody to advocate for me. So I started walking through the store and all of a sudden realizing now it might look like I picked up the sweater off the rack. So now I'm like starting to get nervous. Cause like right. this is a serious situation now. Like who's <laughs> going to believe me? Right. Who's going to believe me? So I find this person. I'm like, okay, I have to convince her. Right. She has to know my story. Right. And so what I said was I framed it to her and said, this is going to be a story. It's, it's going to be hard for you to believe. Right. But I just got all the way in here. Right. With this, this sweater that I bought yesterday and there's tech and I don't have a receipt. <laughs> and so like, you could see her going like protocol says I have to have a receipt. So she asked me knowing that she knew my answer. And she right. said, you know, oh, I have to have a receipt. I kind of need a receipt. So right. I called my daughter, you know, long story short, she heard the dialogue with my sister, my daughter and realized I was kind of legit. And she just right. like grabbed it, pulled it. She's like, you are so persistent that you couldn't have stolen this. Right. Right. <laughs> and then, so right. then she takes it off in the back of the store. And I'm like, then realizing crap, I got to get out of here. Right. I don't have a bag. Now right. I have, now they're going to follow me to my right. car. So anyway, long she, she said, and as we were walking down, cause I wanted her to know that she did the right thing. So I did, you know, explain to her where I was wearing it, where I bought it, you know, like all these mm -hmm. things. Cause I wanted her to feel like she made the right decision. Right. And even though, you know, you might say was, and so she walked me out the door cause she wanted to make sure that nobody stopped. Me. Oh, good, good, good. So I built that relationship yeah. over time. And right. I know it's not something you typically see, but I mean, like that you would say that's negotiation, but just having those thoughts before you walk up to somebody and thinking, what do they need? What right. do I need to do? And applying that I have those negotiation ahas kind of with me every day. Absolutely. So when you do that, then you kind of live it. Absolutely. Because you knew that she would have to brand, bend her rule or break her rule, mm -hmm. right. Or her protocol. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, how was the party? Oh, it was great. Oh, good. It was great. It, it was all worked out good. good. <laughs> Thank goodness. Good. I, I was still going to wear it, even if it had, I would just put my hand over or something. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, thank you so much for being here, for revisiting us after the book. Congratulations. Tell us how we can support you. Find the book, buy the book, promote the book. What do you need? How can we help you? How can our uh, audience here help you? Thank you so much. Um, I do have a freebie for people. Um, oh, yeah. Um, negotiate negotiation, love because everybody okay. should love negotiation. Okay. And then, um, if you want to know more about how to, uh, book me for a keynote or have me come in, um, book negotiation is a, a landing site. You can learn more about the book and more about kind of the journey around that. And you can, um, connect with me directly. Okay, good. And I know that your LinkedIn presence is here. So on LinkedIn, and then we'll drop those two links in the, in the show notes. So booknegotiation.com. Yep. 
That's right. And then love negotiation. Is that yes. right? Negotiation love. Negotiation, negotiation sorry. love. and negotiationlove.com. Yes. Correct. Those were some really good domain names to score. Thank you. Thank good you. Job. Good job. All right. Well, always so much fun. Always so great and wonderful being with you. Thank you so much for, for visiting us again. Truly my pleasure. And that's great. Uh, to good luck with, with everything. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wow. What an episode. Did you learn something new? I hope so. I am so happy you were able to be here with us today. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a review and I will be sure to read it and respond to you. Also, if you'd like to email me, my email address is urock at iEvolveConsulting.com. Hit subscribe and every Tuesday you'll get notification when the next episode drops. We really have some amazing interviews and tips in the future. Anything you need, I'm here for you. I want you to keep your momentum. I want to help you stay accountable. I want you to stay inspired. I want you to evolve. So please let me know what you need and I'd love to hear from you. Take care until next time.